0: We are glad you could join us today for the Concepts of Faith broadcast. This program is dedicated to teach you how to put the Word of God to work so that it will make a positive difference in the everyday circumstances of your life. And now, here's Charles Caps. Over in Hebrews, the second chapter, he says, He tasted death for every man. Now I ask you, did Jesus taste physical death for every man? If he did, then no man would have to die physically. But he didn't taste physical death for every man. He tasted spiritual death for every man. I'm sure it's quite controversial with some people. But I'm going to mention this here, that if you have any questions about what we've talked about, order the book, Authority in Three Worlds, because we don't have time right here to go into the whole detail. But it will prove beyond a shadow of a doubt that these things are true, and that Jesus, bore our sins, he became sin. He did not sin, but he became sin. Now, let's get back into this. We're here in Ephesians, the fourth chapter, where it says that Jesus, now that he ascended, what is it but he also descended first into the lower parts of the earth, he that descended is the same also that ascended up far above all heavens, that he might fill all things... And he gave some apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors and teachers for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ, till we all come into the unity of the faith and to the knowledge of the Son of God, unto a perfect man, unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, that we henceforth be no more Children tossed to and fro, carried about by every wind of doctrine, by the slight of men and cunning craftiness, whereby they lie in wait to deceive. But speaking the truth in love may grow up into him in all things, which is the head, even Christ. Now notice, here again he says, Speaking the truth in love, we grow up into him in all things. "...from whom the whole body, fitly joined together and compacted by that which every joint supplieth, according to the effectual working of the measure of every part, maketh increase of the body unto the edifying of itself in love." He's talking about the body of Christ here. Now, let's back up and take a look at this. He gave a five-fold ministry for the perfecting of the saints... Now, I'm going to say something here that not everybody agrees with. I've heard a lot of people say this, and, that, you know, anybody can believe it the way they want to. But I don't believe it's what the Scripture is saying. They say he gave some apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors and teachers for the perfecting of the saints for the work of the ministry. Now, I've heard a lot of people say that, well, now, he gave this fivefold ministry to perfect the saints so the saints could do all the work of the ministry. That is not what this is saying. It is not in there. Because he goes on to say for the edifying of the body of Christ. Now who's going to edify, build up the body of Christ? Is it the body of Christ? No. No. It's the fivefold ministry. It is for the work. And if you look in the other translations and in the amplified and so on, it'll verify this. Now, you know, you could uh, take that apart and say, well, it looks like that might be what he's saying. But when you get down here, that is not what he's saying. The five-fold ministry, for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry. Who does the work of the ministry? I mean, I don't know anybody that's doing my teaching for me. I do it myself. I don't know any layman that does the pastoring for the pastor. He does it himself. I don't know any layman that does the work of a prophet. It's not his calling. So he's talking about here that these 5 ministries do the work of the ministry of edifying the body of Christ, and it's very true that the body of Christ then goes out and has a ministry of sharing the gospel. Certainly we all have a part in the ministry. But I think sometimes there's been kind of wanting to pass the buck you know, I'm gonna teach you and you go do all the work. <laughs> but that is not what this scripture's saying. It says till we all come to the unity of the faith, to the knowledge of the Son of God, unto a perfect man, unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. Now, if we're gonna stop and say that the fivefold ministry is for the perfecting of the saints, then they're gonna do all the rest of this. Then you know it really doesn't make a whole lot of sense that we henceforth be no more children tossed to and fro and carried about by every wind of doctrine, slide of men, cunning craftiness, whereby they lie in wait to deceive. No, the firefold ministry is what God has ordained to edify, build up, and put together the body of Christ. And that's what he's talking about here as you read on down. From whom the whole body fitly joined together. How is it joined together? compacted by that which every joint supplieth, that which we have a part in. Every member. We are members of the body of Christ in particular. Every person is a part of the body of Christ. And you know, Jesus said something concerning John the Baptist. He said that there's not a greater prophet born of a woman than John the Baptist. But he said, he that is least in the kingdom of God is greater than he. Now, that's strong. See, John the Baptist wasn't a born-again man. But when you're born again, become a new creature in Christ, you have access to things John the Baptist didn't have access to. And he said, not a greater prophet has been born of a woman. But he said, concerning you and me, the body of Christ, that he that's least in the kingdom of God is greater than he. Now, let's back up and look just a little bit at this fivefold ministry. I heard Tom Unhill say something the other day. He shared it with me. I want to share it with you. You remember David went out to slay Goliath. Now, David is a type of God. And you notice that he began to say what he's going to do. Said it five times before he did it. Wasn't that what God said about Satan? Said the seed of the woman bruised the head of the serpent. I mean, God would tell Satan what he's going to do and just do it anyway. Say it first. Always said it first. David picked up five stones out of the brook. Those stones had been washed and tumbled in the water until they were smooth and had been polished and had been prepared for this job. He says there's no doubt about it. Those stones represent the five-fold ministry. And it didn't take but one of them to kill the giant. <laughs> But they were tumbled in the water. See that by the washing of the water of the word, now you are clean through the word we have spoken unto you. I'm like Tom. You know, God had to be God to write a book like this, where everything that happened was a type and a shadow of things to come. Hallelujah! I have to tell you that excites me. But now for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, the fivefold ministry: apostles, prophets evangelists, pastors, and teachers. Now you hear somebody say once in a while, well, you know, God sends sickness sometime to teach us something. And you know, God sent this car wreck, or I broke my arm, God's teaching me something. Well, now I don't see anywhere in here where it says that God has a six-fold ministry. And one of them is wrecks and problems that'll teach and perfect the body of Christ. If that were true, then we should have had a sign up out here tonight saying, Come here, Charles Capps. He operates in one of the fivefold ministries as a teacher. He's going to give some sickness, some disease, some athlete's foot, and some cancer for the perfecting of the saints. <laughs> well, <laughs> that's ridiculous, isn't it? No, the fivefold ministry is what perfects the saints. God is not using the devil and his work to perfect the saints. I don't know how I got on that, but... It needs to be said, because I've had people say, in fact, I, I want to just relate a story. I had a woman one time come to the book table, and I'd spoken in a convention and preached along this line about the same thing. She said, well, I know God made me have this car wreck. That's the reason I'm in this wheelchair. I said, no, God didn't make you have the car wreck. Oh, yeah, I know he did, too. And I'm paralyzed. If I wasn't paralyzed, I'd have to work. And if I had to work, I couldn't write this book. And God wanted me to write this book. I was afraid to ask her what the title was but I'll guarantee you it had something to do with suffering. I said, you're already healed. You just don't know it. It's God's will that you be well in life. And, oh, she tuned up and bawled a little. But, you know, I was as nice as I could be, but you've got to quote the word. And so she went off kind of in a huff. But in the next service, Jerry Savell was teaching. And a little bit I heard a roar go up inside. I was still out at the book table. And I said, what's going on in there? They said, some lady, Jerry said, get up and act on your faith. Some lady got up out of her wheelchair and pushed it down front. And it was that lady that was at the book table. So see, the knowledge of truth will set you free. See, the devil held her in bondage for years. She'd been in a wheelchair for two years, thinking that it was the will of God when it wasn't. She thought it was perfecting her, but it wasn't. And when she found out the truth, she got set free. Thank God. Now, I want us to go to Philippians chapter 2, verse 5. Let this mind be in you which was also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation, took upon him the form of a servant, and was made in the likeness of men. And being found in the fashion of a man, he humbled himself, became obedient to death, even the death of the cross. Wherefore God has highly exalted him, given him a name that's above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow, things in heaven, things in earth, and things under the earth. Now we know that things don't have knees. He's talking about beings. Beings in heaven, beings in earth, beings under the earth. Now... I looked at this for years and I thought, well, isn't that great? You know, every knee will bow to Jesus. But did you notice it didn't say it bow to Jesus? It said it'll bow to the name of Jesus. And he gave us his name to use. We have authority. Not only are we citizens of two worlds, we have authority in three worlds. From this right here, you can see that. The name of Jesus. At the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow. Beings in heaven, beings in earth, beings under the earth. I appreciate you joining us for the Concepts of Faith broadcast today. Now, all of this week, our book offer is book offer number seven five zero four seven five zero four. It's called Your Spiritual Authority. Now, this is the same book that was called Authority in Three Worlds when it first came out. So if you have the book Authority in Three Worlds, you have this one. But we changed the name to Your Spiritual Authority because we felt it dealt more in line with what we talk about in this book, and we have a new cover on it. It's a 180-page paperback. It's $11 plus $4 postage and handling, a total of $15. In this book, we talk about authority and the dominion that God gave mankind. Now, if you don't realize that God has given you authority, you're probably not going to operate in any of that authority. Let me read you some of the titles. Chapter 1 is man under authority. God gave man dominion, read Genesis chapter 1. In chapter 2, it's in his image. We're created in the image of God and his likeness. And then chapter number 3 is dominion through words. Now, if you don't understand that words is the way that you exercise dominion, you need to get insight into that, because God has given us the authority to speak the word of God after him to change situations and circumstances. Whosoever shall say to the mountain or mountain of situation, be thou removed, be cast in the sea, doubt not in his heart believe what he said will come to pass. He shall have whatsoever he saith. Well, when you understand that it'll help you. Remember the book offer is seventy five zero four. It's called your spiritual authority. Hundred and eighty page paperback for eleven dollars plus four dollars postage and handling, a total of fifteen dollars. We have a toll free order line one eight seven seven three nine six ninety four hundred. Until tomorrow, this Charles caps reminding you that the enemy is defeated, God is exalted, and Jesus is coming soon.